everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker, I'm a Chicago artist, musician, uh, and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Today I'm very excited to be talking with Brianna Tong of the band Cordoba, based here in Chicago as well. And uh, we're just going to be talking about how she's been doing, how things are going uh, with the band, with her life. Uh, they've got a new album coming out very soon, so we're going to talk about that. we talk about music and activism, music and mental health, and uh, kind of get to know her a little bit more. Uh, before that, I'm going to play a song and I'm also going to, let's see, I want to tell you about a show. Music Therapy is putting on a show next Friday evening, uh, Friday, October 30th. It's called Halloween Therapy and it's going to feature a whole bunch of Chicago artists. Um, I asked um, pretty much every Chicago artist that I've had on Music Therapy to uh, play. Everyone's going to do a cover song. Uh, we're not giving away what covers people are doing, so you have to tune in to see what covers people are going to do. But we've got a really amazing lineup of uh, artists that are going to be doing covers right here on Instagram. So join us, tune in next Friday night. It starts around 8.30 um, for Halloween Therapy Show. It should be really fun. Um, let's see. So I'm going to kick off as I do with a song. This is a this is called The Cooling Sun, and then after that we'll get Brianna on here. This song is called The Cooling Sun. So i 
uh, let me put this away. And we'll get to it. We'll have Brianna hop on. Brianna, if you can uh, request to join. Hi. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. That was such a beautiful Oh, thank you. Um, just uh, the disclaimer is that there may be a little bit of delay in our conversation. So uh, just, you know, is what it is. Um, nope. So how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Had a chill day. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, same. Uh, um... Well, let me, let me, uh, let's start by kind of orienting people to, you know, what your life looks like these days. What do you, what is, what does an average week look like for you? Yeah, so I work, um, at a Chicago Public Library. I'm only part-time, so I'm only there, like, three days mm -hmm. a week, usually. Um, but yeah, that's been very interesting. There, we have, like, a lot of limited capacity and, like, quarantine rules, and I think they're being pretty safe. Um, other libraries have had some cases, uh -huh. but not ours, thankfully. Um, but it's honestly been pretty nice. We had off for a while at the beginning and they paid us, which was like amazing. Uh -huh. Um, and then we went back around the end of May. So I've been doing that. Otherwise, I'm just kind of chilling. So how do you spend, so you're working there part time. Um, and how do you spend, I mean, the rest of your, it, was that what you were doing? Were you working the same amount like before the pandemic started? Yeah, I was. So how do you spend, you know, your, your time off when you're not at the library? Yeah, so, <laughs> wow, I feel like I used to be doing music stuff all the time. I'd like be at practice or like be at shows uh -huh. and stuff. Um, and now I feel like it's become a lot more like doing music has become a lot more solitary. So sometimes I'll be like writing or playing something or like recording. Um, but I've also like been just watching a lot more TV <laughs> and like cooking yeah. more. <laughs> so that's also been nice. So you're enjoying that? Mm-hmm. So when you would do music before and you'd spend that free time, which sounds like a great schedule for a musician. I mean, did you, was that something that you tried consciously to do or was that just the amount of work you could get? Would you like to work more or what? Did, how do you balance that? Yeah, that was like the amount of work I could get. So I used to work full time and also be in all these bands. And like, I left that job and got this job. Um, and it was like, definitely a lot more relaxed. I was trying to get a full time job, but then this ended up working out okay. Um, I might still switch to full time. But it's honestly been like, <laughs> it's been very relaxing. So I definitely appreciate it. Because my last job, I was working like, probably over 40 hours a week, like every week. And it was just is, a lot. Especially so. music. Are you, was that at the library as yeah. well? No, I was, um, I was like a staff, like community organizer. So it was like, it was definitely like good work. It just was like pretty long hours and kind of exhausting. Yeah. Um, so it's like been a lot easier to like balance music and go into my job. Yeah, I bet. With this Are there... I'm curious about um, one of the things that I found really interesting in these conversations I've had with people is how they sort of manage the need to pay their bills if they're not able to do that with their music totally, but also, you know, be as active as they want to be with their music. Um, but also thinking about the constraints of, you know, employment too. Do you feel like if you did want to work more, you would have that option? 
Um, kind of. So at the library, I was like originally really hoping to get like a different full-time job at the library and then the pandemic yeah. happened and I just don't know when that'll be possible. I've ended up really liking this job. Like I've only worked there for about a year. I think I could find like a different full-time job. Like thankfully I do have a college degree, so that helps like a little yeah. bit. Um, so yeah, I think I could find a different job if I wanted, but I was like I've yeah, I've really enjoyed working at the library because it doesn't feel like I dread going to work yeah. every day. So I was like, mm, ideally I could find like another job that's like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The pay is pretty good, thankfully, too, which is it nice. is nice to hear. I had wanted um I had interviewed somebody else who works at the library and I, I didn't ask him, but it's nice to hear that they did pay you while you weren't able to go in. Yeah, that was amazing. They like, I felt kind of bad. They didn't pay, they contract some workers that are like janitors and security and they didn't get paid, which was not yeah. fair. But everyone who did like work for the library as a city employee was paid, which was really nice and like paid at the full rate. That's right. Um, yeah, so that was dope. Uh, so how do you, so obviously you said, you know, music, your relationship with music has changed. I kind of heard you say that now it's more alone time spent working on music. What was, yeah. what would you, what would it look like before this? How would you, would you get together with a band? Kind of how much time would you devote practicing and writing? And what did that look like? Yeah, so I was in, I guess I'm, I'm in three different bands and like we'd all practice pretty regularly. One of my bands, Giraffe, um, some of the members were out of state, so we didn't get to practice as much, but we'd like play a show every month. We were like getting together a lot to like write or like rec like mix uh -huh. our stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, my other, Cordova practiced like at least once a week uh -huh. usually. Um, my other band, Bussy Queen Power Trip, was practicing pretty regularly. So we'd be, like, practicing a lot, and sometimes that would be, like, preparing for a show, and sometimes that would be writing. Um, and then we'd be, like, playing a lot of shows. <laughs> like, I feel like I usually played, like, at the very least two shows a month, and probably yeah. more. And <laughs> now there's just, now there's just none of that. Um, and I'd also be like hanging out with like people from the bands too. And now I like, I really see like my coworkers, my girlfriend and like my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, which is not bad, which has been good. But I mean, a lot of people have talked on the show about how music has been such a foundation for their social life. It's going out to shows and seeing people. And mm -hmm. is that the case for you too? Yeah, it's wild. I was talking to somebody about how there's, like, people that, I guess I, like, mostly saw at shows, but since I'd, like, be at shows a lot, I'd see them all the yeah. time, and now I'm like, I haven't seen y'all for, like, seven months. Um, I hope y'all are doing okay. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like for the most part, like, I would really, like, if I was gonna go out and do something, like, I'd be going to a show, otherwise I'd just, like, go to somebody's house or, like... Yeah have somebody in my house so like yeah I think a lot of like what I used to do was shows and one of my bands Bussy Queen Power Trip ended up playing like two outdoor shows uh -huh. like I think two weekends ago uh -huh. which was very nerve-wracking because we were like we can't practice in person because we like didn't have anywhere outdoor to yeah. practice and we didn't want to like 
spread corona but it ended up going really like amazing and it was like so fun to like see people and play live music and i was like oh god i missed this so much i didn't even realize did you like performing yeah i do like performing i think that's probably one of my favorite parts of music honestly like sometimes writing feels very like I guess sometimes when I am doing it alone, it does feel like solitary and kind of like grueling and like, oh God, I just like want to finish uh -huh. this. Um, but it like performing the song like makes it worth it sometimes. So I think I like really miss that part of like playing live with other people. Yeah, I bet. Um, do you, so recording, you guys have been recording because you're about to put out an album, right? With Cordoba? Mm-hmm. How have you guys... So we were like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna be like, we recorded this album so long ago, but we were actually doing like some demos for like a new, just like whatever after this album um, by recording separately. But yeah, we recorded the upcoming album. Definitely, I think it was last year. I think it was like mid last year, but like it's been mostly recorded for a while we were doing overdubs for like a minute but so did you have different plans this year did you have a plan for releasing it or touring anything what, what were those plans oh we, we totally did we um we were shopping it around the labels and when we couldn't find like um well we ended up putting it out on amalgam which is our friend bill harris's uh label from giraffe and that's like amazing so it's always good to like do it with the homies uh -huh. Um, but we were planning to go to South by Southwest in March of this year and play, we had like a showcase and we were like going to talk to like label people there and be like, oh, do you want to put this out on your like label and stuff? Um, <laughs> so we like had a bunch of plans centered around that and then we were going to tour in like May. I think we were going to put the album out like if we didn't find anything at South by, I think we were just going to put the album out ourselves like in May right before yeah. we toured and then tour on it and that kind of happened so <laughs> it was all gonna be different but we got this Halloween release now which I am excited about because I do love Halloween so you guys are playing a show for it too right the release uh we were gonna do a release show I think we were gonna do it at observatory R.I.P. <laughs> oh I meant I meant this Friday are you doing or this this weekend you guys are doing something yeah, we're gonna do like a stream of it, just like a stream for people to hear the album for oh, the first okay. time. So we won't be together, thing, but we'll like, like be on yeah, a listening party and able to talk. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. Okay, so that's what just so we I make sure to talk about that. When is the listening party? Oh God, when is the listening party? It is on Friday. Let me actually see what time we're doing this. Um, but it's gonna be in the evening at some point. Oh, okay, you. okay. I'll, I'll put it up when you, when you let me know. So, okay. How, how was it for you? I mean, how have you coped with, you know, having to kind of make those changes? And that's, I mean, that's a pretty big deal to go down South by Southwest and have a showcase and feel like all these things were going to happen and then have to change that. How has that been for you? Yeah, it's been... I don't know. It was definitely very disappointing news, I think, because we had just, like, I don't know. It seemed like stuff was, like, just some big opportunities were coming. It was going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that was like not great. I think it was hard for like the whole band um, just because we've like worked on this album for forever. Um, we've like done two other tours and we were hoping to like just do bigger shit. Um, but I don't know. I I think when they first canceled it, we were like, eh, like it doesn't even seem like COVID's that uh-huh. bad, but I get it. But then COVID got so bad <laughs> and I totally understood. And now at this point, I I don't think everyone on the band is on this page, but I think in some ways I just feel so like the way that this is going so far and the way our country is handling things. I have no clue when COVID will be like not a concern and we can go back to playing like larger shows and having festival type things. I just don't even know. So at this point, I feel like it's really hard to make more kind of like long-term plans that have goals because we just don't. We just right. don't know what it's going to so be. Do you feel like, like some band members aren't on the same page with that thought? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, being very pessimistic. <laughs> I'm like, what are goals anymore? I don't yeah. Why have them. They're just going right. to get canceled. Um, I don't think everyone feels like that. <laughs> um, and I do think, like, at some point, if we have a vaccine, I'll probably feel more hopeful about the possibilities of, like, doing the things we used to yeah. do. <laughs> but, like, at this point, when cases are, like, getting so bad here, like, um, I don't know. It just, it's hard to imagine what we can do. And I think it does seem like a good time to be thinking of other ways to, like, release music and play together, which has been, yeah, which has been interesting and kind of good. So how are you doing that? I mean, how are you, how did you guys come to the decision that we will go ahead and release it in October and kind of pivot based on what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we were just like, we've had this album, like, I'm, everything has been recorded and mixed and like everything Uh um, since before the pandemic. And I think we were just like, we're tired of sitting on it. We want to put this out here. Uh, we want to be able to like move on to writing new stuff and like thinking about new stuff and we want everyone to hear this like very dope record that we've just like had in the I don't know it's just been in in secret for so long so we were like let's just put it out and we can come up with a good plan because I don't like I think originally we were like let's wait until this pandemic is over and then we can like go back to our plan and when it looked like that was not gonna happen for a year then we were like let's just put it out because everyone is putting stuff out and and just yeah have you seen anybody put something out and kind of um been inspired by how they approach that um let's see i mean definitely people's i think the live stream thing this is like not someone from our scene but like um laura jane grace from against me put out like an album that she wrote in quarantine and she had like a really cool live stream where it was just like her in the bath (laughs) it was just like a video of like her taking Uh a bath (laughs) for the whole time the album stream and i was like wow like i usually don't watch people's like live streams but this was interesting because she's not just like playing the music um and then also i was like yeah (laughs) it's like this is wild um, and also, I I know, like, Joshua Virtue, for one, has just put out, like, so much music during this, which has been, like, amazing uh-huh. to see. Um, just, like, thinking about how he's just, like, prolific as fuck <laughs> during yeah. this. Um, 
and yeah, I think like all the Y records people have been putting stuff out recently. So that's been dope to to just see that like I guess reminding us that people are doing this and like you don't have to have the album release show and the like tour and the whatever mm -hmm. else for your album to be released and people to like hear it and vibe with it and get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of I mean, I know what you mean. Um it makes me think of I have a few clients that had weddings planned for like this summer or this past spring and if they've, they've each i think we scheduled it three or four times and then one of them was just like we're just gonna do it over zoom with our parents and mm -hmm. uh it's a lot of planning mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of i mean a lot of disappointment too to have to change constantly and think how long is this going to be over and then i guess it's who knows how long it's going to be over we just have to move forward mm -hmm. how do you feel that you know you said that you're doing some writing has this period of time shaped or changed your writing um i don't know i think in a way like i feel like i definitely have not <laughs> i don't know i feel like there there was like two ways that music could go in this pandemic and it was like either you're putting out hella shit and like just creating a bunch or you're just like sitting there staring <laughs> blankly in space being like what's the meaning of everything yeah. <laughs> so i feel like i definitely had my period of like oh I'm, I'm gonna like do a bunch of stuff and like write a bunch of stuff um and then i also have my period of like staring blankly into space i don't know if it changed like the content so much of what i'm writing at the very beginning of quarantine i was like oh it'd be fun to like write about this moment and then I was like mm, I don't know if I actually want to do yeah. that um why is that but yeah why was mm -hmm. that why'd you decide no um I don't know I think like I mean I think in a way now I think toward the beginning it was like oh this could be fun and then it was like oh this is really like <laughs> serious and like sad and also, like, maybe it'll be over soon, so, like, I don't, I'm not yeah. trying to, like, sing about this moment forever. And now, at this point, I'm kind of like, heh, like, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I've been, it's maybe been easier to, like, expand my writing style in more ways, too, because, like, I mean, a lot of the content of, like, Cordoba's music is, like, very political and, like, very, like, oriented towards, like, social mm -hmm. justice or, like, movements or, um, and I think it's been a little easier to be, like, we could write about that in different ways or, like, I could write about other things, um, during this pandemic, <laughs> I don't know. At some point, I was, like, that's kind of all I want to write about, especially when we were, like, just having a mass uprising yeah. and at some point I was like I don't want to think about this like right now in every part of my life yeah. and like I'm going to use music to like not do that and do that in in other yeah. ways so totally well you you know when I had reached out before and asked you you know what you might want to talk about we kind of broadly identified some things you had said you're thinking about how music has both been stressful and restorative is that what you're talking about or is there anything else there that goes along with that? Yeah, so that's kind of it. I think also like, and probably about the like, the just music moods during this pandemic, I think at some points it's like felt really good to like, 
like I think I wrote I wrote a song for like my punk band like during this like the whole song and I think that was like the first song where I'd like really written like the well I didn't write the drums but like the bass slash guitar mm -hmm. part um and I was like oh this felt like really good and like great now we're all recording the song and we like have a song and that was really like that felt really good to make it and I think like some of the Cordoba demos were like oh this is amazing to like see this song kind of coming together from like some ideas or like a midi or like some little scraps of lyrics into like a song song um so I think sometimes it like felt really exciting and like positive and kind of just like a reminder that we can do this and like making music with other people feels yes. good and then I think at some points just like having to kind of only do it alone also felt um I don't know. I guess it made me realize that a lot of the joy that I do find in music making is probably probably comes from like being able to do it mm -hmm. with other people. Um, and so I think like having to do it alone was like at some points like, damn, do I really like I don't know, it's like I am not having a good time trying to do this and like I wish I was not just sitting alone, like looking at my little notebook for two hours like getting nowhere um yeah do you feel like other people help you get unstuck in those moments yeah for sure um definitely like talking to other people in the band and just being like i'm so done yeah. with this like someone help. um and then just offering like advice was was super helpful um at some point over summer me and <laughs> We were trying to go as a full band with um my band Giraffe and it ended up just being like three of us out of seven people. But we went on like a little retreat to Michigan and we all like got tested and uh -huh. stuff. Um quarantine before we went. And when we were writing there, it was like I don't it was like a very like collaborative and like I felt very like generative and like, oh I'm writing so much and it's so good and like I feel so able to write music mm -hmm. again. So I think those like moments of being with other people, even just like virtually or physically and working on the music did help and like remind me that like, yo, this feels really good sometimes yeah. and like you can remember those feelings when you're just by yourself. Yeah, I'm sure that's both well, yeah, I'm sure that's both restorative and also kind of sad to not, not be able to do that. Um, yeah do you how kind of uh zooming back out a little bit i mean do you when you think about you know your your life as a musician and working and all of that do you have goals or do you have specific ideas about what role you'd like music to play in terms of like career or you know source of income versus artist just artistic output or where do you see music where would you know where would you like it to be down the road yeah I guess I feel like I would like my bands to like succeed but I think I don't know I don't know if I'm like I don't know how clearly a picture I have of like success and I think at this point like just watching I don't know if this is like a it doesn't happen for people a lot so I'm like not gonna plan on it or if it's like a that's really actually not what I want but at this point I think I'd be happy like working a 
day job and like having music be part of my life as like not my full-time thing um I think part of it too is like um just (laughs) I think there is that thing when you like make something your job it sucks some of the like joy and fun out of it um so I like don't want that to become the case and I think especially for things that are creative, it's hard to, like, be like, oh, great, now I'm going to, like, make money off of this, and I'm going to use that money to, like, pay my rent. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it would also be dope if, like, our bands got really popular. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I think at this point I, like, would be happy if, like, we, if a lot of people can hear our music, but it's not, like, the thing that can support all of us. Yeah, I'm impressed, just, I mean, you've got three bands going on, but, you know, Cordoba has a decent amount of members in it, and it sounds like Giraffe also has a decent amount of members in it. How many people are in your other band? Yeah, there's only three of us. It's, um, Kalil from Cordoba, and, um, PT from, uh, Giraffe and Black Okay. So, it's only three of us in the okay, other band. Okay, that's cool. I mean, that's just, <laughs> just feel like getting people together sometimes is hurdle number one for having a band. Yeah, no, totally. That's great. Um, it sounds too like they're, uh, I'm probably projecting a little bit too, but that they may serve as different outlets for different types of music you want to do or different types of expression. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, um, yeah, and I've tried not to kind of compartmentalize them too much in terms of, like, lyrical content or style. Um, but I do think that, like, I was in Cordova first and, like, originally was, like, reluctant to even join other bands. I was like, do I even have time for this or, like, want to do this? But then, like, being in Giraffe was, like, really, I guess made me feel, like, excited about both projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we started Bussy Queen Power Trip, which is, like, um a punk band that was just something I basically like my first band I was in in like high school was like a punk band and it was something I'd wanted Mm -hmm. to do so that's been really dope to like have that kind of outlet and then I think like giraffe has been sick as like we can do I mean Cordoba's also like very jazzy but I think giraffe is like also very jazz and like free jazz and experimental but also like groovy and can do kind of like weird out there lyrics and then I think Cordoba's also a place to put like feelings of kind of like political or like social just like rage and anger and like sadness um but also a place to experiment and grow and I think that's um super I mean I think all of my bands like are very everyone is like very open to doing like whatever we might think (laughs) of but yeah I do feel like it's super nice to have kind of these different outlets so that you know that brings me brings me to something that we talked about um which is the the topic of music and activism what did you what what are you thinking about there when you had brought that up in our chat previously yeah I think that was another thing that felt um I guess that felt kind of separate and then it made more sense on like how to bring them together especially during the pandemic um like I think it was I don't know I think at first when when I think George Floyd got killed by police when like um Breonna Taylor got killed by police and there was like all of these like protests and actions like every day at first I was like, I can't even like think about music yeah. right now. I'm just gonna like go to protests and like 
do whatever else I can, like join organizations, like donate, like, mm -hmm. etc. Um, and then as I started seeing, and I think I, I was just thinking of music as like very separate. It was like, oh, I'm not going to work on this right now because I'm like doing all of this. Um, but also I think at some point it, I like was able to see them merge a lot more. And I think one thing was like seeing a ton of people from like just the DIY scene in Chicago, like out at protests was yeah. really sick. Um, and seeing the different ways that everyone was like supporting, whether it was like all everything we make on like Bandcamp Day, uh -huh. we'll donate or yeah. like uh, making songs that were like specific to the moment. And then I think when I actually started to see people like playing at protests, there'd be like bands oh, or like solo acts or whatever. I was like, oh shit, like we really, I don't know, they don't have to be separate in a way they can like, I don't know if they need each other, but like can definitely collaborate more than I was thinking. And I think that was really, I don't know, I guess that just changed the way I was kind of thinking about both and then made me also feel more able to like work on music and be involved in activism. Um, yeah, and just kind of made me see like, it doesn't even just have to be like writing songs about uh -huh. the moment. It could be like using the fact that you just make music to like support the moment. Yeah, so. well, that's actually kind of interesting because you know, you have said, talked about Cordoba being a band that does address social justice issues. And but then to also hear you say that they were sort of separate. And I guess I'm wondering if you mean like, the movement and the moments were just taking up so much emotional space that it was difficult to think about putting them together while all that was happening. Is that what you're meaning? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I was like, well, I don't have time and space like in my mind yeah. to like think about what words I want to put in this song because I'm like thinking about all this other right. shit that I'm like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had interviewed Britt Julius, who's a journalist for the Tribune, a music journalist, and she's really connected. She's She's got a, a, a really good eye on the Chicago music scene and the DIY scene, and she had she had made the observation that she felt out of all the artistic scenes in Chicago, you know, comedy or dance or theater, all that, that music, the music scene really seemed to be above and beyond like the, the most active as far as social justice issues goes. And I thought that was really interesting. I see that too. And I just go online and yeah. Yeah, no, it's been like amazing. Like it was, I, I like literally, this is like less shady than it sounds, but I literally used to work like like a like a community like action like organization and I feel like I like saw more people from like the DIY scene out than like people from like my old yeah. job. And I was like, damn, people are really out here. Um and I feel like I it wasn't even just like people would like show up at protests. There was just so many different ways and like long lasting ways that people were engaging with stuff. I was like, this is like really sick and I think I don't know. The scene also went through some stuff during this moment. Like, I think a lot of people, I think mostly, if not only men, were exposed for some, like, abusive or, like, predatory behaviors. Um, but also, I think we also had a moment of, like, um, I don't know, recognizing that the scene is not just that or, like, even while trying to address that in our scene, we also are, like, a group of people who like very much believes in like our role to make this society like better than the trash pile that right. it is. 
um, and can work together in that. And that was really dope to see um, and just like see the homies out at like in the streets. So you feel a sense of community with the Chicago scene, the music scene? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are there any changes you'd like to see in the community, kind of broadly speaking? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are doing like, um, like some of the things that I used to be like, oh, I wish this would be different. Um, like I think, I'm gonna shout out like Boys vs. Girls, like William Pierre Ramsey mm -hmm. for like a really awesome show series that um, he was running at, mostly at um, Gallery mm -hmm. Cabaret that was very like black queer centered um, and super like multi-genre like um, my punk band played. We did like a My Chemical Romance cover <laughs> band like last Halloween that played and then like a lot of like like I think Joshua Virtue played, um, Vesta played, just like a lot of like different genres of artists and like people I didn't know super well and who I feel like I kind of got to know and like think of as part of the scene as part of that. So I think that's been dope, like having more space for like super multi-genre shows and like more just like black queer uh -huh. artists at the front of the scene. Um, I do think there's like a huge problem with like men, especially, I mean, probably most people, but especially men, like not respecting consent and just like not kind of practicing the values that I think a lot of the people in the scene assume that we all share. Um, and that seems hard to address, I think. I think it's even like when one person does it, you're like, okay, you can hold that individual person accountable, but this is clearly like a systemic uh -huh. problem. Um, so that's also, it's like, and then we haven't even had shows since then. So it's like, well, right. we don't even, we're not in the space where we are like, mostly like where that problem is coming up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think there's like so many dope people in the scene who are like very aware of these issues and more um and are like trying to be innovative and like come uh -huh. up with shit and think deeply about that they exist and that we should fix yeah. them but okay yeah. um let's see i wanted to so how have you been i mean how have you been coping i wanted so i had reached out a little while ago and this was more when to talk and I think you were in a space where it just felt like too much to be on the show, which is totally understandable. How, how do you feel as the year has gone on, you've been coping with, with everything that we've been going through? Yeah, I don't know. I think like, I, and it's, in most ways, I would say that I've been having like a, a very positive pandemic uh -huh. experience, like, all things considered but i think the like i think the isolation and just the also like i think at some points i felt a lot of like pressure to be like producing more in terms of like music or other creative mm -hmm. things that i just felt like i wasn't able to do and that like gave me a lot of like stress and anxiety yeah. um and i think that's something that i both have tried to be like if I set aside more disciplined time to do this and like respect how I'm feeling at the beginning of the time, like don't just set the time and be like, I feel like trash, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, 
that will be helpful but i think also like being forgiving and like <laughs> if this is like a time yeah. and everything is like very different from how it's been before um so it doesn't you don't have to be at the same levels of like productivity as you were before even if you have more free time in a way um but otherwise yeah i think like this is also just show me kind of the importance of like reaching out to people about mm -hmm. stuff like i think i'm like not really a person well i don't know i think i've gotten better about like reaching out to people and like just being real about kind of my emotional state or like my capacity to do things and i think that's been really important mm -hmm. um during this pandemic and yeah i don't know like it's just been there's been so many different things i i guess i feel very grateful to like still have yeah. had a job and like had some stability and like had like really a really good living situation so a lot of the things that i think other people were feeling like weren't necessarily weighing on me which was nice um but just like watching i don't know just watching like our country and like most western countries like not give a fuck about like people's survival and like then also like know that so many people are just like going through hard things and then also just not have a lot of spaces to see people or connect with people in the same way i think definitely has like weighed on me um yeah, yeah. it's heavy you know there's that's something a lot of people are talking about is that i mean you said many things right there but one thing that stood out is people talking about, you know, I theoretically have all this free time, maybe I should be really hitting my creativity or, or writing things. But I mean, we're also in this period of, even if you have a job and roommates and all that stuff, I mean, it's a period of prolonged stress and times are really heavy right now. And it's hard to, it's hard to create when you're feeling like your resources are tapped a little bit. So I mm -hmm. think it is good to go easy on yourself and feel it. And that's good. But but it's totally it's totally normal to have a, have a hard time with that. Um, are there things that you've been doing that you could share with the viewers or listeners that you have found helpful in your day to day or your week to week to kind of keep moving, keep moving forward? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think just like. Um... What have I been doing? I've been trying to not just like sit and look at my phone all the yeah. time, um, which is, is important <laughs> as much as like I still do yeah. it sometimes. Um, I actually think so before I went to before I had to go back to work, I was like really dreading going to work. And now that I'm at work, it's kind of nice to have something to just yeah. break up the like sitting at home um so i think like and honestly like going for a walk at like a scheduled or like somewhat scheduled time like every yeah. other day could probably do the same thing but i think just like getting out of the house to do something that's like not the worst thing you could do <laughs> but doesn't have to be like your favorite thing has been helpful for me um and then, yeah, just, like, staying in contact with people. Like, I think even, like, a nice Zoom call mm -hmm. or, like, phone call has been good. And, yeah, I don't know. I think just really going easy on yourself, too. Like, I think it's just, 
I think in some ways we are like, yeah, we're totally, <laughs> many people are doing the thing where it's like, but I have all this time and I should be doing like, I should be writing a novel right. or like writing right. a full album or and we just don't, we don't have to be no. doing that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do. I think like something else that was helpful when I was at home, like all the time <laughs> early yeah. in the pandemic was like, I started just like getting dressed in like a outfit that made me feel good. Uh-huh. And like sometimes doing my makeup yeah. every day. And I think that was helpful to remind myself that I like, uh, like, like how I look sometimes and can like stand up and walk around yeah. in the world. So that was also nice to just have like some semblance of <laughs> We're going to get up and put yeah, our clothes on. Yeah, just kind today. of take care of yourself and have a routine. And that's great. Um, is there anything else that uh, you want to share with with the people who are listening now? Or maybe, you know, it's going to be a podcast. So anybody who might be listening later about, about yourself or the album that's coming out or anything like that? Um, trying to think. I'm super excited for this album. I think a lot of it we've played mm-hmm. live. Um, over the <laughs> months, but if you haven't, there's probably, I think there's songs on there that we didn't play, and then they also, like, all sound super different and have, like, a lot of really dope things, like, added. We got a feature from, um, our friend Asha, who's, like, a, just an incredible musician. Um, we have, like, a string quartet on some songs, which is so sick. So, it's just, I don't know. I think, like... <laughs> We went through a lot trying to get this album out, and it is a different plan than we originally had, but I'm, like, so proud of this album, and I think it's really, really sick, Um, and it's called Spectre, so it's very Halloween-themed, so I'm just really excited for people to be able to hear it and to, like, um, hold a physical CD, um, which we can almost do, so... Yeah, I'm hype about that, and I don't know. Everyone else, like, drink some water, get a COVID test, <laughs> take care of yourself. Um, I like what you said about get outside. I always tell people to just go for a walk, reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people listen to your music? Yeah, so um, Cordoba is on... Actually, probably every band I'm in is on every, like, streaming uh, service. So you can go to cordoba.bandcamp.com. Um, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, Bussy Queen Power Trip. You can go to bussyqueenpowertrip.bandcamp.com. Giraffe. I think it's going to be through the Amalgam Bandcamp. But if you look up Amalgam Chicago, you can listen to the album. And then we're all on, like, social media. So, yeah, if you follow, especially Cordoba is going to have a ton of updates about the mm-hmm. album. So we'll probably be most active on our Instagram, so follow there, but we'll also be posting on our Twitter, which is Cordoba underscore shy, and on our Facebook, and then, um, yeah, this is, like, our Instagram, so you can follow us. Well, I'm really excited to hear the new album, and it's going to be, they're going to, for anybody who joined late, uh, there's going to be a live stream this Friday, and you're going to let me know what time it's going to be so that I can share that, too, this week, and thank you so much. It's really nice to see you, and thank you so much for... Yeah, it's great to see you too. Yeah. Thank you for uh for doing the show and just sharing how you've been doing and what's been going on with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's um this has been awesome and thanks for having oh, you're me. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Okay, I'm gonna X you out and I'm gonna close out the show. Thanks, Brianna.
Thank you. Yeah. See you, Jessica. All right. Thank you guys for watching. That was Brianna Tong of Cordoba. Um, next, this Friday, Cordoba's got a streaming show, and I'm also doing a Halloween show that, that totally won't uh, overlap. Um, there's going to be a lot of people doing covers. It's going to be really fun. It'll also be on Instagram. And I've got some really good guests lined up for November. Um, I've got um, Alicia Booker at Sleeping Village. I've got Adele Nicholas of Axons. I've got Dave Petrano lined up and some more people in the works. So please stay tuned. This is a podcast. Check it out on your podcast streaming sites. If you want to catch up on anything you might miss, there's been really great guests. This was episode number, let's see, this was episode number 47. So there's 46 other episodes uh, to check out. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I'll be back on Friday night uh, with the Halloween Therapy Show. Hope to see you then.